0: So a wonderful hidden treasure on Daf You See Etan, you asked if we'll always be able to find something on every Daf. So far, we found something on every on every Daf. So uh, it, it deals with Hoshea, one of the important Neviim, and the the book of Hoshea opens up with a very difficult few psukim. Uh, the, Hoshea opens up with diber Hashem In the beginning, when Hashem spoke to Hoshea, Hashem eshet Go and marry a, a a prostitute," says Hashem to Hoshea. That's how the book opens up. Hoshea, my prophet, go and find yourself a good prostitute, marry her, and have children with her. Ki aretz because the land is going to become unfaithful to Hashem. So you need to understand what unfaithfulness is about. So he did as he was told and he found Gomer who was a prostitute and he married her and he had children with her. That's how the book of Hosea opens up. And the Gemara deals with it. What was going on? What was this conversation about? What actually happened? So here's the background. Background's not going to make it much easier. So Hashem says, Amalu at the bottom of Pezai Nabadav. Hashem said to Hasher, Banecha Khatu, your children of Sindhi, he says to Hashea. So this is the, the, the just as the Gemara is in very short form and we've got to fill in the blanks, so the Tanakh is in very short form and we have to fill in the, the context. And Chazal help us with the background conversations. So Hashem says, Your, your children of Sindhi, says to Hashem. V'haya lo lomar, what Hashem was hoping Yeshe'ah would answer is, B'nei you're calling them my sons? B'nei chanunecha'em, they're the children of your favorite ones. B'nei Avraham, Yitzhak, V'yaakov. Galgel rachamecha Aleim, you owe them to be merciful. Lo dayo shelo amarkach. Not only did Yeshe'ah not respond that way, Ela amal but he said instead to Hashem, Kol ha'olam shelcha'ahu. The whole world is yours, Hashem. You don't like how they're behaving? Switch them out. Get rid of them and get some other people in their place. So like opposite from Moshe. When Hashem said, I want to switch them out, and Moshe pleaded and said, you can't do it. Moshe asked so what's the big deal? You don't like the, you don't like the Jews? Take somebody else. A, you, don't have to, you don't have to put up with them. What can I do with this old man? I'm going to tell him to marry a prostitute. And let her give you prostitute children. And then I'm going to tell you to divorce her. Do you think he'll be able to divorce her? So will I divorce the Jewish people? And that's what this, the background is for these opening psukim of, of Hasher. And the Gemara goes on to talk about this, this woman, Gomer Bat Divlayim, she was like, like the chief prostitute of the world. There wasn't anybody more of a prostitute than her. And then she has children. Hashem tells him how to name the children. So it goes on. And eventually Hashem says, La shenoldu lo shnevanim. Uh, after he had two sons and one daughter with her, so this goes on years. He's got two sons and a daughter, and this is all part of this first interaction with Hashem. Years later, Hashem says to him, "You should have learned from Moshe. You should be learning from Moshe. What happens after he had nevuah? He withdrew from his wife." You should also withdraw from your wife. You've had nevua, and now enough of this. I've got children from this woman. And I can't get rid of her. I love her, and, I'm, and we've got a family together. I, I can't just divorce her just because you told me? <laughs> Such an interesting conversation. I can't separate from her. I can't divorce her. Your wife who is a zonah, she's a prostitute. And your children, you're not altogether sure that whether they're your children or somebody else's children. You can't even know that. And yet you don't want to get rid of her. They're one of, ba'akin uh, They're one of the four major investments I've made in my world. Torah is one, etc. And 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 Am Yisrael is one. Can I get rid of them? So what is the story? The um, Malbim says. First, he says the what is this? How does Hashem tell a Novi to marry a prostitute? So the Ezra says this was just a prophecy, this didn't really happen. Which the Ebenezer does often. And even the Targum Says this is an, a metaphor. This is, not, this is not something that actually happened. Of course, Hashem wouldn't do such a thing, but he's describing metaphorically what it's like to be invested in a family, in a woman, and children who are unfaithful. Or that You don't just get rid of them. So it's a metaphor. Says the Malbi, the, 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 but you don't have to go that far. Yoshea was not a Kohen, he was just a Novi. And, you know, if a Yisrael wants to marry a prostitute, he can. There's no deal if she's Jewish. But, uh, she's she's you know, not, not a very good, hasn't been a very good girl, but if she does tshuva and he wants to marry her, up to him. We see Hashem sometimes tells the Navim to do things that aren't ideal, For the particular lesson that has to be learned, He once instructed Yechezkel to shave his beard and his head. Eliyahu had to bring a korban on on a bama outside of of the Mishkan. So there are times when Hashem tells Nevim to do strange things. So this could be literal, it doesn't matter, says the Malvin. So firstly, what's important to understand here is, what is Nevuah? Today, we can understand what navuwe is in ways that it was never able to be understood before. And I'll tell you very simply what navuwe is. Navuwe is virtual reality. The Rebunisham takes the Novi, puts on these virtual reality glasses, and takes him into an an event which is as real as if it's happening. People who've been in real virtual reality tell me it's even better than life. You You don't want to take these glasses off after you've been in there. It's so amazing and so real. When a pilot flies a, a large aircraft, a, a, one of these big Boeings or Airbuses, uh, in most cases, they have never flown that aircraft before. The first time, if you're the passenger, the first time he's, he's taking passengers, it's not just the first time he's taking passengers, it's the first time he's ever flown that aircraft. He's trained on a simulator. And pilots have told me they miss nothing on a simulator. It's it's as if the real thing. That's NAVUA. So, so to say, Kibbe that in the you, you go through an experience which isn't a real life experience, but it's just as good. So it's interesting. With virtual reality, we'll probably, for those who have such a you can do all the isurim in the Torah in virtual reality, and then you can come back and pick up your Gemara and carry on learning. It's going to be some interesting Shilas. Uh, and so, according to the Ibn Ezra the Targum Yonasan, this was a virtual reality experience. And according to Malbim, he says, you don't have to say so. But once we get onto the understanding of virtual reality, it makes no difference whether it was real or not. not. It's not important, except technically from a halakhic perspective. Could he do it? Could he not do it? But it doesn't really make a difference. What's important is Hashem wanted Hoshea to experience the hardship of being told to get rid of somebody to whom you committed. Hashem wanted him to understand what commitment is, to understand what investment is. So why couldn't they just tell him? Asher, don't tell me to get rid of clothes. Well, I'm invested in them. I love them. I'm not, not going to get rid of them just because they've been unfaithful. So you see from here an incredibly important Yasod in life, that you cannot empathize unless you have an experience from which to draw from. Empathy is not in your mind. You you can you can kind of feel bad for somebody. You can feel sad for somebody, but to empathize with somebody empathy means I can feel your pain. I'm with you in that I can feel it too. That's what empathy is, and and for somebody to to have to feel that another person's empathizing with them is enormously helpful. So very often when people are going through a difficult time and they and they want company and they talk to you and they're telling you about their sorrow. They're not telling you about that, sorry, of because they want you to say or do anything. That's why in Hilchas Havel is there. Ovel doesn't have to say or do anything. You just have to be there and feel with the Avil, Feel with the mourner. So that the other person knows and can feel that you're feeling. It's an incredibly strong bonding feeling. And you do know, when other person's with you, you can feel whether they're empathizing or whether they're just standing at a distance and, and judging you or sympathizing with you. There's a big difference between sympathizing and empathizing. Sympathy is, yeah, I hear you and I feel bad for you. Empathy is, I feel that pain too. But you can't empathize unless you can draw on something inside of you that, that was similar. You don't have to have exactly the same experience. And that's why women are better at empathy than than men, because they've they've been through the pain of childbirth. childbirth And when a child's in pain, a a woman can feel it more easily because she can draw on her own pain and her own suffering. So pain and suffering, although nobody wants it and nobody asks for it and it's a bracha to be spared from it, but when one has pain and suffering, it's a gift. Like we said on Thursday night, it's an incredible gift because it enables you to draw. It's a resource from which you can draw and allow yourself to feel somebody else's pain because you can know. And you can say to somebody, I, I, it must what you're going through must be terrible, and I'm sure I can't imagine what you're going through. And I haven't been through that, but I've been through other things. I've been there. I know what it's like. It's really hard. To be able to say that from experience, not from knowledge, says the Rebbein you have to empathize with me too. We have to empathize with the Rebbein We have to know what it's like to be Him. How can we know what it's like to be Him? Well, we can't know exactly what it's like to be Him, but we can, through, through experiences that we've had in our own life, we can make connections. That's why it's very important not to forget our negative experiences, not to forget our pain, not to forget our suffering. I hope the world will never forget Corona. Not put it past and get beyond it and put it in the background and let's get them back to normal. No, keep it in the human consciousness and and refer back to it so that we can constantly get into situations where we know. I once had a, a client, a leader, who told me one of the biggest gifts of his life was when he was working in his workshop, he cut off his thumb and he said, because until then he had no patience for people who were suffering. He thought they were babies. And after he cut off his thumb and he felt pain for the first time in his life, he could always draw on that experience when somebody else was experiencing any pain. He would draw on that experience and say, I know what this must be feeling like. I haven't had your situation, but I know what pain is. And so it's important that we take our negative experiences. That's why we say a brocha on a negative experience, because it's a gift as well. We're made up of all our experiences, not only our positive experiences. And Hashem says to Oshea, I want you to live through this whole thing, whether in a simulator like the Ezra says, or in real life like the Malbim says, doesn't matter. I want you to live through it and experience what it's like to be told by somebody you trust that you've got to divorce somebody you're committed to. Because that's what it feels like to be me, the Rebona Shalom. I'm committed to Am Yisrael and they're disappointing me. And I don't have the option of divorce. Not because it's impossible, but because I'm committed. That's what commitment is. That you don't see, you don't see divorce as an, as an easy out. You invest. You invest in your children. You invest in your wife or husband. You invest in your family. You invest in your community. You invest in your, in your friends. That's what you do. And yes, you're disappointed when they let you down. Yes, it's very painful. And you need to know that pain and understand that pain. But you need to find ways to work through it. Just opting out is not one of the options.